When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, Pella, they're day one, man. They're, they're, they're day one homies for the Nick Bob Podcast. They've been with me from day one. And, you know, not only is Pella a great company, they got great people there. I went to school with my guy Vince, just a great dude. They're the kind of people you want to do business with. And if you've pushed off a project with some windows or some doors, something like that, now is the time to turn that project into a reality because we all know a new set of windows, a new door can do a lot of things for you, can change the look, the vibe, the feeling of your home. It can add value to your home. Plus it can make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes and then some Pella can provide window and door solutions to any home. And again, working with the people at Pella second to none. So hit them up online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. All right, on the line now, my guy, Greg McDermott, head coach, Creighton Blue Jays, 18-8 and eight overall, 10-5 and five in the Big East, fresh off what was just a big-time game yesterday at the CHI Health Center, taking down Marquette. Mac, how are, how are things right now? You feeling pretty good about your squad? Uh, yeah, I might have to practice today because <laughs> I think we're – we're running out of bodies fast, but uh, no, it couldn't be. You know, when you say that record, it almost takes me aback here because I wouldn't have guessed in November we could be at this point. But this team, this team has made great progress. It kind of, you know, stuck stuck to the process this year and continue to work to get better. And uh, when you do that, you know, the results have a way of kind of taking care of themselves. So I could not be more proud and pleased with you know where we sit today and. Uh, obviously, we've positioned ourselves where these last couple weeks are are really meaningful. These games really matter uh, as we you know do whatever we can to try to get into that postseason. You know, I, how has Mac this year the culture kind of gotten passed on or passed down? Because it, you, you know, you got two different assistant coaches. Your leader Ryan Hawkins wasn't here last year. Your most experienced guard that did play some meaningful minutes, Sharif Mitchell, has been hurt for basically the entire season, which you know it is. Like leading when you're on in street clothes versus leading on the floor are two different things. How have you guys continued this the Creighton way and the Creighton culture with all of those things throughout the program? Yeah, it, it's come together, and I think a couple reasons. And, and you know, one would be Sharif has, has done as good a job as he possibly can given the circumstances. Uh, you know, he's, he stays involved in practice and you see him on the bench encouraging the guys and talking in huddles. And, um, you know, that's really, really important. And, and then, you know, Ryan Hawkins came from a place with a good culture at Northwest Missouri State. And so he, he gets it. And, um, you know, I think some transfers, you know, when they're leaving a place, uh, they move on to the next one and it's like, okay, what's in this for me? And that's why I'm making this decision is because I, I want to know what's 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 going to be great for me at this next place. And I think Ryan Hawkins came here with just an unbelievable level of appreciation for the opportunity. 
you know, he grew up in Atlantic. He came to Creighton games as a kid, you know, he's, he's got, you know, 50 people <laughs> waiting for him after every game. So I, I just think coming from division two, he, he, he genuinely appreciates everything that's going on and the opportunity that he has. And he doesn't take that for granted. And he passes that on to these younger guys and, and, you know, the other thing is, Nick, we've got good people in our program. Right. These young guys are, you know, they're about the right stuff. They, they're everyday guys. They have a routine. Uh, they're not afraid of the work. And when you're not afraid of the work, progress is around the corner. Uh, so, you know, I think that's, that's helped. And, you know, obviously Coach Huss being back has been huge for us because, uh, you know, that continuity yeah. and that part of the staff has been great. And then Jalen and Ryan have come in here and done a great job in their respective roles and, and, the guys have warmed up to them very, very quickly. And I think they really respect, uh, you know, their knowledge of the game and that they're here to help them. Uh, so it, it's come together probably quicker than I thought it could. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to be part of. It's yeah. just been a, uh, I've said it many times, just a, a very enjoyable team to coach. Take me into the process. You bring up those young guys that, you know, they aren't afraid of the work. They're about the right things. A lot of that stuff probably gets vetted on the front end of things for you guys. But how do you take me inside of that? Because it's easy for a player to talk to a coach and say, oh, yeah, I love to work. Oh, yeah, I lo- I'm unselfish. Oh, yeah, I, I, I am, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice for the group. You know, all the, they can say all the right things, but how do you kind of sift through and research the guys before they even arrive at Creighton? Because let's be honest, that's kind of a lot of the work, too, of making sure you get the right guys in the first place. Yeah, and you know those that class of five guys was all done during COVID. Yeah. So the the normal research that you would do the face to face and get a feel that that was not available to us. And uh, you know Ryan Nemhard, I watched play when he was young, and I just fell in love with the way he played. And you know we recruited him for a long time and and got to know his family, albeit virtually, uh, but you know really felt like he fit the way we play, and he you know he would. He would be the next guy in the long line of pretty good point guards here uh, that could that could keep us moving forward. Uh, what, did I ever think he was going to play the role he's playing this year? No, heck no. Right. You know, as a freshman, uh, you know, we thought we were going to have Sharif, and we thought it would be a you know a great way for kind of R two to kind of break in. But you know, in talking with Trey and you know John Christopoulos and and Arthur and Mason Miller, like just you know, great families about the right stuff. Uh, you know, you, they wanted an opportunity to play, obviously they all do. Right. Uh, but they, they also, you know, want to, want to work and they want someone that's going to push them and help them grow. And the development plan that, you know, we discussed during the recruiting process was really important to them. Um, and I think the way that we play, uh, was important to them as they were, you know, choosing a place and, uh, you know, they've, they've had the opportunity to play through some mistakes, which, you know, we talked about during the recruiting process. And, and I think when you can play through those mistakes, that's an opportunity for you to grow. And, uh, you know, it's harder to have freshmen play through mistakes. Like you go back to, you know, when Mitch and Tyshawn were freshmen uh, and, you know, you, you get them out there, they make some mistakes. You'd like to let them play through it, but you got Marcus Foster and Kyrie Thomas sitting over on the bench right. when the freshmen are in the game. So it's like, all right, boys, back. You guys get back in there. <laughs> so these guys, because of the circumstances, have had a real opportunity uh, to play through their mistakes, and they've they've taken full advantage of that. Mac, when did it click for you? Was it a practice early on, a workout early on? You knew about Ryan Hawkins' intangibles were off the charts, but when did it click for you guys and the staff on like, okay, this kid. 
not only can he play at this level, he can be be a difference making player at this level. Uh, you know, I think it was probably early in practice. He just, you know, he he, uh, you know, he's, he just understands how to play. And you know, while he has some deficiencies defensively, uh, when you watch the game and you dig into the game, the plays that he makes, even on that end of the floor, uh, to cover up a mistake that somebody made or a communication that's loud and early that puts out a fire that would have been a huge problem for us. Uh, and then offensively, you know, when you shoot the three at the level that he shoots the three, uh, there that's transferable. I don't care what level you're playing at. I mean, you can shoot it like that. You can shoot it like that, but yep. his, his ability to get in and shot fake and get people off balance and make plays like that's just, you know, he plays like a, you know, you're at the YMCA and a bunch of 45-year-olds right. are playing, you know, like you, you shot fake, you get guys off balance. He's got all those little tricks. And uh, it was pretty evident once we started practice that he was going to be able to have a, a huge impact on this team. And uh, he's done it on the floor, certainly. But, you know, I think the things that he's done in the locker room and his daily uh, communication in practice and enthusiasm for practice, I think those are things that maybe our freshmen don't understand how important they are now. Uh, but I think down the road, I think they will get it. Uh, I think they're going to the first practice next year when it's kind of quiet. I think somebody's going to speak up and like, whoa, yeah. you know, why is it so quiet in here? And I think somebody's <laughs> going to, you know, take those reins and run with it. Right. You know, what has been fun to watch this year, coaches like this team, while in certain maybe statistical areas is built different than some of your teams in the past not as good from the three, not as reliant on the three. This team's more so led by de- by probably your defense and, and really your interior guys in Kulkbrenner and, and Hawkins. But at the same time, it still looks like your teams. Like you play with pace, a lot of ball screens, ball sure. movement's really good. How have you wed those two things, like the identity, the non-negotiable things, with this group and its strengths to have it still look like Creighton basketball? Yeah, you know, Nick, through 15 conference games, we've we've still taken 50 more threes than our opponent. So, wow. Uh, part of that is we've we're limiting threes somewhat with our ball screen coverage. We're not getting caught in rotations as much, so it allows you maybe to stay with some shooters a little bit more and force some two point shots. But it's interesting you asked that. I got asked a question a couple of games ago by one of the analysts. Like, usually I can look at a stat sheet and tell you why this team is good. <laughs> I look at your stat sheet, and I'm trying to figure out how is this team good. And, and, and it is. I mean, the numbers, they're hidden in there. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, defensively, we force teams into a lot of two-point shots. Yep. And, uh, you know, yesterday afternoon against Marquette, that, that philosophy didn't look like it was great because Marquette was making a lot of two-point shots. Some of them pretty challenged, and some of them, what you know, 12-foot floaters on the move that – that, you know, NBA teams will tell you, like, let them shoot every one of those. You know, let's keep keep them off the three-point line, keep them away from the rim, make them shoot those long twos. And, uh, you know, we've made teams do that. And it's nobody else in the league really plays the coverage we have, so I think it's different in that way. Uh, and as you think about it, you're, you're, ball, you're, you're defending the ball screen with two guys, and the other three guys can stay relatively close. It's a two-point shot, so the rebounds aren't as long, so right. – you're able to rebound the basketball a little bit better. So it's all kind of come together, but it starts with, you know, our guards being tough enough to fight through some of those screens. And let's be honest, Cockbrenner standing back Man. there, you know, yeah. being a goaltender at the rim, right. you know, he's, 
we've taken what he's good at and we've tried to build our defense around it. The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella. Won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. What's it like coaching and building a defensive plan with a great individual guard defender like a Kyrie Thomas, like a Tyshawn Alexander, where you could kind of just say, all right, Taz, go get Marcus Howard. All right, Tyshawn, go get Miles Powell. And you can build it off of that versus now you got a dude in Kalkbrenner that you can kind of just plant him in the lane, funnel everything to him, and he is going to erase, alter, deter, whatever you want to call it, a lot of shots at the rim. What's that? Take me into your mind on the differences of kind of those two those two great defensive presences, but in different ways. Yeah, and even last year, you know, Christian Bishop's strength was his ability to be aggressive on ball screen coverage. Right. You know, we could turn some people over. I think we probably, you know, we probably discouraged some people from going to some ball screen actions because of Christian's ability to get out there and do that. And this team's much different. We're trying to send him to Ryan, but, you know, Alex O'Connell's done an admirable job defensively having to guard one of the other team's best players. Trey Alexander's really grown uh, in his role as a defender where we can put him on some pretty good guys. Uh, but, you know, you're able to stay closer to him because you're not getting in rotations. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's we've built the defense a little bit different than we have in the past. Uh, we felt it was like it was our best opportunity with this team. Um, and it's, you know, it's worked so far and we've, you know, we've certainly had some outliers where we haven't played great defensively and, and maybe a bad offensive night on the same night. And those games have really gotten lopsided on us, but for the most part, it's, it's allowed us to hang around. And when you can hang around and turn it into a four or five minute game, you hope you get a few bounces and you find a way to win some close ones. And, and we've been able to do that this season to this point. Yeah. Dig into the close games thing for me a little bit, Mac, because I was looking at it before we started talking, you guys are seven and three this season in games decided by seven points or less. And in some ways you've done this for a long time, Mac, like sometimes your seat, that's your season. Like sometimes you're on the, you, you find a way to win those games and you have a good year. And sometimes you you just end up short and it, and it becomes a frustrating year. What do you think's allowed for you guys to, to be good in some close games? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, a couple things, you know, I think having a point guard that, you know, as fast with the ball and can make great decisions. I think that certainly helps. And Trey Alexander's kind of development as that secondary ball handler has helped us as well. Uh, but, you know, you have a chance in a close game defensively. Yeah. Like, you know, here's what we're going to do and don't foul. And if, if something breaks down, send them to Kalkbrenner. <laughs> so so as, as the opposing coach, like, do we really want to go in there? Right. You know, like we want to try to win the game in the last four minutes by challenging that dude at the rim. Um, 
so I think that's, that's really helped. And you know, let's be honest, you know, with yesterday we scored, you know, four or five times in the last five seconds of the shot clock. And you, it need, you have to have a little good fortune when sure. you're winning close games as well, because you got two really good teams playing. And, uh, you know, we threw in a three at Marquette on the buzzer to send it to overtime. Uh, so, you know, UConn had a shot at the end. They missed it. We got the rebound. So, like, there's, you know, Butler had a shot right at the end of that game. Well challenged, but mm-hmm. they had a decent shot. And, you know, so some years those things have a tendency to go your way. And to your point, those are the seasons where you, you probably have a better year than you thought you could have. And then there's some years where you're kind of, you know, you, everything kind of goes against you. You feel like, what did I do? Why, right. why is our, you know, our fortune so bad? Uh, because teams are knocking down threes. You think about Providence a couple of years in, in a row in our building hitting a shot at the buzzer. I remember Chris Dunn, yep. you know, shooting one that hit the back of the rim and died and rolled in on the buzzer, you know, like those things happen once in a while. So, uh, you know, we've been, uh, you know, we, we've had some good fortune, but we also have some guys that understand how to play in those situations. What What's it like for you guys with, with, you know, you're playing meaningful games here in, in February and you're quote unquote kind of on the bubble, right? Do you, do you talk about it with your team? Do you pay attention to it? Is it better just to ignore that stuff? How do you, how have you approached that? right now well i haven't talked about it uh with the guys i mean they understand that you know we've talked about how meaningful our games are right um but we haven't got really gotten away from the process we've i talked at the beginning of the year like every team has goals all that like our goal needs to be bet you know as as cliche as it sounds is like we just got to get better every day like we're young we're new with to each other like we have to have constant growth throughout the season and if we do i've got a feeling that the results will take care of themselves so you know the challenge now with the guys winning four or five in a row is like you know people start patting you back patting you on the back telling you how great you are you know don't believe it you know mm-hmm. uh, understand you know say you appreciate it say thank you but then let's get back to work let's let's understand and recognize why we've been successful and when we haven't been what do we have to fix and you know it's been difficult with all the injuries to have the amount of practice time that we need to have to kind of clean some of those things up because there's certainly been some slippage um, in in some of the fundamental areas that are important to us but um, you know we haven't talked about it a lot Nick and nor will we and you know obviously we've got four important games left two tough road games this week Uh, but you know, we'll hopefully we're still standing at the end. How cool was it yesterday to have Zagorowski back, DJ back, Denzel back, Jet was back? That had to have been pretty special for you. Uh, it was awesome. And, you know, Mitch was back. Uh, he had to leave on Saturday, but he was back for three or four days. So we got to spend some time with him. And, you know, I, I, I said it to the guys in the locker room. I mean, in, on one hand, they appreciate what goes in, on in that locker room and the bonds that they formed when they were here. And it was great to see those guys all together. And it's like, they never left each other yesterday, but I think even more importantly, I think you can probably relate to this as a former player here as well. I think, I think these guys, I think when you leave a place like Creighton and Omaha, you yearn for that appreciation that people had for you while, while you were there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for them to come back and get the ovation that they got yesterday from the crowd uh, makes you feel pretty good. I mean, we're all human and you want to be patted on the back and you want to be told that, you know, what you did mattered. 
And I, I don't think guys understand that when they're going through it, but when you don't have it anymore, I think you want to, you want to gravitate back to that. So I think it was really good, uh, you know, for those guys yesterday to be back and have people appreciate what they did for our program. Obviously they all, you know, all four of them had their fingerprints all over our success the last few years. And it's, uh, it was great to have them back. Great to see them. And, you know, uh, you know, talk about their journey as, you know, they continue to play basketball or in Jet's case, you know, he's entered the business world and is, and is you know, doing well there as, 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 as I would expect. I'd imagine, I don't know if you could have signed a quick waiver for like a one game eligibility for like Zagorowski or something like that. You probably could have used him for like five minutes yesterday. That would have helped we, a little yeah, bit. I, yeah, I, I would have been okay rolling any of those guys out there, especially when they all went down with the ankle injury. Right. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it was awesome to have him in the locker room with the guys after the game. I mean, those are, uh, you know, pretty special memories for me when you, when you have, you know, those guys that came before and put a lot of work in, uh, show up and, and, uh, you know, they're high-fiving the guys in the locker room and as excited as our guys were, that was a pretty cool scene in there yesterday. So is the key to finishing the season strong, just kind of getting healthy, getting healthy and trying to stay healthy? Like, is that kind of top of mind right now? Yeah, we've got to manage, you know, we got to manage their bodies, Nick. Uh, you know, it's, we may, we try to, we spend a lot of time doing that when we're healthy, when you're not healthy, it's, it's really challenging for, for us as a coach coaching staff and, and certainly Ben McNair and Jeremy Anderson is they're trying to do whatever they can to make sure these guys are ready uh, when the lights go on. So, um, you know, that'll be a challenge this week with Alex's ankle. And we, as we continue to work to try to get Arthur back. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what we got on Wednesday and we'll, we'll roll it out there and, and give it our best shot. Last thing I'll let you run here, Mac. I'm not sure if you, I'm sure you've seen the the highlights in the, in, of everything with Jawan Howard and Greg Gard. I'm just curious, you know, I'm not looking for a, you know, a, a super hot take from you, but just curious as someone that's been in the profession for a long time, what were your impressions of kind of one unfolded in, in Madison, Wisconsin yesterday? Uh, just from a, someone that's a, that's a head coach, certainly was an unfortunate incident. Yeah. You hate to see it on both sides. Right. Uh, Cause you know, obviously it's, you, you don't want to, be either of those coaches in that situation uh but you know it's it's a it's an emotional game and and sometimes we let our emotions get the best of us and you you know you have to do your best to uh you know just just try to keep on walking uh but you know i i I hated to see it i've known greg guard a long time i've gotten to know Jawan from when we played him uh uh three or four years ago his first year and he's coaching his son so we we kind of had that connection where we've talked on the recruiting trail and have great respect for both of them so you know i, I just hope everybody gets through it right. and you know there's, there's a lesson learned probably for all of us across the country we ought to pay attention to it uh but uh you know not something you certainly want to see happen but you know it's an emotional game and and, and and sometimes things get carried away, but I, I just hope that, uh, you know, we can learn from it. Uh, cooler heads will prevail and, and we can move on for from it. And, and that, you know, both programs on the Wisconsin side and the Michigan side can get back to business as quickly as possible. Well, Mac, I know you're, uh, you know, it's that time of year where you're in the grind. So I appreciate you taking about 20 minutes out of your day here for, for me. Best of luck. You know, I'm th- I think you're doing just an amazing job with this group. I have you guys a couple more times down the stretch, so I'm uh, I'm excited to see you and keep it up, pal. I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you. A Huda Media Production.